What's up, 1515 Ad probably presents the rundown Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion, the official, unofficial podcast of VH1's Love and Hip Hop series. I want to your host, John Robinson, joined by the lovely and talented Michelle Antoinette. How you doing, sweetie? I'm feeling better than I was this morning. Feeling better than I who, who, than I did. Whose song is that? Is that Kanye? Feeling better than I Yeah, it is. It is a Kanye song. Okay. Yeah, not I don't have the time to sit there and go through my Kanye discography to be like, what song is that, bro? We don't need you to. It's okay. Oh, it's uh it's major. That's what it was. I feel great. Go Good. Ahead. I got my vaccine shot. My second one, yes. I'm done. Now you feel like you can take over the world. I'm about to start raw dogging the air, basically. Okay. No, okay. no, I'm not. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> the CDC was like, yeah, um, if you've been vaccinated. You can be in the room with people who are low risk or been vaccinated without a mask. I'm like, I ain't doing a poll. I ain't doing all that. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so I, why do you feel better? What, what what happened? Why were you feeling I don't know. Worse? I was having a bad stomach day this morning, but it has subsided. I'm feeling better now. You still eating, eating candy? Is that what? Because back in the day, when you was in high school and them girls had their stomach ache, you be like, she pre-? no, you eat a lot of candy. That's what that is. But uh, I don't eat a lot of candy. <laughs> so there's that. I miss candy. I was I was a nerd, Sour Patch Kids, Warheads. Oh. I don't need a lot of candy. I don't eat candy for real. I got to like really, really crave something. And if it is, it's probably like peanut M&Ms or gummy bears or gummy worms. Was you a pickle girl? I just randomly <laughs> bought pickles the other day. I really, I probably ain't bought Yo. pickles in years, but like oh, okay. I saw them and I was like, I'm going to get some pickles. They used to irk me. The cutest girls would go to the corner store and get that big-ass pickle. And I'm like... Big-ass pickle. And I mm-hmm. like pickles, but I just thought it was so weird to just eat a pickle. <laughs> or I, And I never got... I would and, be eating that pickle all day. <laughs> what other things? Are you? Salt and vinegar chips. That was never my thing. I thought that was disgusting. I was never a huge fan, neither. All right. This episode is called Holy Hell. So, before you get too deep into the episode... I normally start like 15 minutes after the fact because I like to fast forward and not have to sit through so many commercials. Okay. So I go, I press like play, I go to it and I hit rewind because that's what I normally do. And it wouldn't rewind. And somehow it did not DVR. So you have to fill me in on the first like 15 minutes of what happened, which I feel some type of way because it feel like I missed a really good scene. You did. I'm like, oh, my God. Where did you come in at? I came in at, um, I guess, at the end of me, uh, Mendeecee's talking. Okay, and yeah, I think yeah. it was Scrap that was like, okay, like, kind of like trying to shut it down or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. All right. So, you, that, I mean, that's the, the only good part. There's a lot of buildup before that. That you don't really need, but I mean, obviously, I'll explain it. But you, that part is important. In the, it, it's a continuous thread throughout the episode. Before we do jump in, uh, I know you fast forward, but I did see the commercials for Black Ink Crew is coming back, and they're doing the Zoom call thing too. The funny part about that is VH1 actually emailed me to tell me the Black Ink Crew is coming back, and I thought to myself, how I get on this list? And y'all don't ever email me about loving hip-hop, but y'all emailing me about Black Ink Crew. How did you get on this list? I don't know, but they did it last week to be like, Black Ink Crew is coming. I'm like, huh? Okay. So, again, oh, the budget has opened up. If y'all have been not been paying attention, this this episode started off with Kirk Franklin Stump, and Scrappy tells us he's a God-fearing man, he, he fears God more than he's a hood dude. And Bambi warns him to be respectful. Like, don't get up there and curse. He he, he got up there and cursed. 
But he, <laughs> he, he reminds us that his daddy's a preacher, so some of God's word, word is installed in him. And this is they're setting up, right? Just to paint this picture, he's at the pulpit, and Bambi's getting the tables together, so everybody else walks in. They're looking good. Ray is uncomfortable. This actually is happening right after the black party. So this was a really long night. Oh, wow. Uh, and Erica points out that she's no saint, but Scrappy is the biggest sinner. And he's up there preaching. Scrappy gets up there. And just like your best friend, men, I'm talking to men. I don't know how women do it. But your best friend getting up there and talking at your wedding, just going all long-winded, no direction. <laughs> he said, yo, stuff happened to me. Stuff probably happened to y'all. Y'all done lost faith due to circumstances. I pray when I wake up. I pray when I eat. I pray when I go to sleep. I pray when I go outside because, you know, you know, you out there by yourself. Then he said, he, then he starts saying, I woke up alone one day with no furniture. I kept the light on because I, if I keep the light on, I'm going to have a high power bill. I got a screw loose. He what looked, is happening? Yo, scrap, yeah, it's tricky. I said, wrap it up, scrap. <laughs> and then it's, Dead ass. Yo, and, this, and then, uh, Trick uh, Trick Daddy did this funny thing that reminded me of my father. He says, because a lot of them, the majority of them all say they're spiritual, more so than they're religious. And Trick said the same thing. He believes in God. But Trick also said he's superstitious, and you better not sweep his foot. And I promise y'all, growing up, my dad was so big on sweeping the back of his foot as if that was bad luck and get so mad at us. And I'm like, are you serious? This, this is your line? You think, you know, if I don't sweep your foot, you're going to win the lottery? You're going to be famous? Like, what's what's happening? So Carly says grace because there's food on the table. I thought they ate at the block part, whatever. And now he wants everybody to testify. So Paris gets up. Yes, Paris gets up and says a couple of years ago she was depressed. Someone tried to break her. I assume that was Kay Michelle. Uh, But now she appreciates it because of where she is right now. Then Amani Jackson says he always try. He he feels like you should always try to manifest your energy, work on your chakra, work on your soul. I thought that was kind of he's like twenty years old. I'm like, oh look at nice. you. Nice, yeah. And he got a round of applause. Mama D got it there, and she said, "I don't have a testimony. I have a song." So she gave us a small rendition of "I Surrender," and oh, the notes were off. The ad, of the ad libs were on, and it was. And, <laughs> And I forgot who told her to uh, go ahead, but it just remind me of when you at church for a minute and the preacher start preaching and somebody said, take your time. And you'd be like, no, do not take, but I, I, need, take I got, time. take your time, pastor. No, that's the last thing you need to do. You'd be like, no, speed it up, pastor. So before we get to DC, Sierra said, God changed your life around and she's blessed to be here and learn so much from these people. Then our boy DC stood up and he said, sometimes it feels like I don't fit in. I've been to prison. But I feel like God put me there for a reason. I've been shot twice, stabbed 13 times. People plotted to kidnap my son. I was taught to be a drug dealer before I was, you know, I knew how to walk. I had no father figure and I couldn't figure out why me. He said there was times where he had to figure out how to eat, you know, where to get food from. And this is when Judy said, why is that? He was like, you, you want me to tell it? Oh, no, I want you to tell whatever God wants you to tell. So he said, bet. Okay. Mom, he said, God said to tell you and everybody else, my mom wasn't always there. She left me and my brothers around. And in the 80s, it was fucked up. It was rough. Left the house for days with no food. And she then this is how Judy tried to fix it. Where um grandma wasn't grandma across the street? 
He said, I didn't know directions. I don't know what across the street was. We went like next door to the neighbors. So then Judy, of course, Judy's upset. She says, you have no chill. You've never confronted, you know, basically because he never confronted her about his pain and hurt. Yandy wonder why she's like stopping him from talking. So Judy says she had her time in the streets, but her children are her life. And Mendici says, yo, you taking this wrong. You strong. You bounce back. And yeah, this I'm, is where I came Yeah, he's like, I'm okay. proud of your story. You know, you should, you know, it's a part of me. That's deep, though. It is. And, yo, as, as you continue through this episode, I got mad at VH1. I say, y'all, this man has gone through this, and y'all gave him mm-hmm. the baby mama storyline? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was sitting here like, Medici's could have been doing so much more. He had, like, a real-life rapper life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he was down with Dipset. He just he did everything but rap. Didn't he rap too? In one of the episodes before he went to jail, yeah, he was in a booth with Cameron or something like that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that good. Yandy <laughs> says, "Whatever you did, you had to do to turn this around." And then this is when Ray J was like, "Yo, Scrap, you want to uh, wrap this up?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, wrap good night, good night, y'all. <laughs> y'all ain't gotta go home, but y'all gotta get the hell out of here." I didn't know that we were going to continue this throughout the night. I thought, man, we were gonna get them to talk dead this but no so yandy is hurting and they as they leave they exit the building right and she gives mandisi's words of encouragement she's like yo i don't understand why oh he doesn't understand why his mom was upset she overcame it and she said y'all just need to talk he's like man she ain't gonna talk to me and yandy says both of them nah yandy was like both of y'all need to uh we'll heal with that conversation y'all need a therapist yo Somebody to talk y'all through y'all conversation because when they get to the scene, when they sitting there talking, bruh. Yeah. I, but I really appreciated that scene. I do too. Because you know what, too? And it's the thing before we get too far. A lot of parents do this. And it, we talked about this on the Patreon episode. Where we were talking about repressed memories and how sometimes children do it and you make the same mistakes as an adult. But your parents do it. Your, sometimes your mom and dad believe they were the greatest parent ever. That you be like, Absolutely. You, do you, you not remember? Yeah, you used to do this, this. Yo, you just, man, yo, how many times I do that? I had a conversation like that with my dad before he passed. I like, we, we were just talking about some of the crazy stuff that he used to do. And he, like, parents really be like, I, I did what was best for you. You'd yeah. be like, none of this made <laughs> sense. Or like, my dad was like, low-key mean and disrespectful kind of and like i remember he was just so rude to like one of my exes like just so rude and i was like he he always bring up how one particular friend that's a male would always come downstairs to the basement and say hey how you doing anytime he came over to stop back he always made it a note whereas the other guys would just be upstairs right i was like did you ever think that you scared them away because nah, you never that you held up too much to what this guy did the first time that nobody else stands a chance. He had finally apologized. It had been fifteen years. <laughs> call him. He's a call him up. Bring Listen, him over. <laughs> you know, I should that I was wrong for that. After me telling him he did it and him not believing me, and then me like, no, you don't remember this. You did this. You did that. I did. I did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I should apologize. You yeah. think? Well, I'm glad because I don't know if we ever gonna get the apology out of Judy. Nah, she's not going. Yeah, was the, she's the, not going. So inside the building, Jock hugs Judy. He understands they in his talking head. He's like, "Yo, they have to be willing to put it all on the table." And Mama D brings up Scrappy and Jasmine checking her on things, but she said, "I had to own that." 
Grampy found out that day because he used to hate when Mama D would talk about him whenever she's telling his story, her story. And she's like, oh, I am a part of her story. So let me go talk to Erica because we are both part of Imani's story. And Jock, it took Jock forever for him to be like, yo, I deal with four women. He should be able to deal with this one, one woman. Yes. They acknowledge they pass sit-downs and how they've gone astray. Scrappy doesn't want any beef. He just wants to get Amani to where she needs to be. And Erica brings up the fact that Amani knows they don't speak. But she did say, yo, I appreciated the time you text me about Amani's whereabouts. And he thanks her for talking to Bambi. He's proud of both of them for talking. And Bambi joins the conversation. She sits down. He said, it seemed like this talk wasn't that difficult to have. Like, Yeah, and it seemed like some of it got cut out. We got we got to see them. Like, they put the, I forgot who was narrating it. But they put mm-hmm. that over it where we saw them just talking about other things. But you're right. It seemed like this all it took. Like this build up for this to be like so easy. Thanks. Great. We're great. Oh yeah. We just want to move forward and co-parent it. But I did, I did appreciate later on that Scrappy acknowledged the fact like I am here with my mom, my mm-hmm. wife and my ex, the mother of my child. And we are all having fun. Like, and I, yeah, yeah, that was, that was great. I hope they keep this up. Like I, do I know they only did this because of the, the pandemic and the whole house thing. But I hope they do one of these like after everyone. I know. They I was, should have like a two-week break. And I, was, I was watching and I was like, who we, who do we want on the next one? Like, because I mean, obviously maybe you can grab one or two of these people who are on here, but you're not mm-hmm. going to bring back this whole entire cast. Right. Who was missing? I would love to see Jim Jones and Chrissy on one of these. Jim, the for o- sure. The OGs. Uh, for sure. Who from Atlanta is missing? They damn near got all the good they people. They damn near got Atlanta. I mean, I you guess. could bring Mimi. If you can get Stevie and Jocelyn, I would take it. Oh, that seemed like a stressful <laughs> I know. trip. If y'all can... I don't even want that trip. Anybody? But, I mean, I mean, don't have Rashida and Kirk. Oh, that's true. Yes, Rashida and Kirk should be there. I, I can uh, see that. L.A., L.A. I mean, LA. I, if, if you bring Ray, bring Princess. I feel like they, they could have used this. A, A1, I guess. Yeah, for them to have Who the fuck things. is in um, L.A. now? I feel like Monice is gone. Apple Watts uh, is gone. Apple, is she gone? I didn't know that. Apple I think she is. Gone. Um, oh, they had Yo-Yo. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was tutoring It's going to be Watts. Yo-Yo and her, and her daughter. The white dude. Who was trying to be a rapper? I can't remember his name anymore. Oh, yeah, without a hair. Yeah. Ew, it's been so long. Yeah. Plus, I feel like half of the people weren't coming back. Yeah, I don't so we think don't he even was coming... like know what the cast look will look like. Nah, nah, nah. Miami, you just Amara, <laughs> or um, no Shay? I would love Shay at the house. Oh no, Shay would have to be in attendance. Could you, you imagine if know. Shay was there now? Cause Scrappy, could it be, could, oh, could, scrappy. Could it be uh, Kumbaya? <laughs> could it be? Oh, that would have been Erica's oh, you know, be funny. If if you bring Jock back, you kinda gotta bring Kendra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta Could do you that. imagine two weeks with Kendra and Carly? That might have been tough for her. That might have been yeah. tough. Rough. So Erica finishes it with saying, uh, it won't happen your way, it's gonna happen God's way. Hopefully moving forward, they can co parent. So then they te- this is a weird tease how they do this. Yandy has to get out the room because she is upset and she needs someone to talk to. We don't get back to that till later. You could have just started with Judy stopping by to talk to me in DC. So I don't know why right. we did this. And I thought we were going to get the dreaded back and forth, which I'm not a fan of. And he already knew that she was going to let him have it. I'm your mother. You have to think how far I came in life. 
He says, look, everyone got a pass. You just don't get it. She cut him off. I was a young mother. Six. No, look, she said to her talking head. I'm 16, 17, hanging in the streets. Um, her mom was there. Her sister was there. No, no, they were talking together. And I thought she said his father, but she was talking about her boyfriend mm-hmm. was there. And he said, y'all broke up and he left. I ain't never seen that dude. A lot of men have left. And this is this gets so deep with Mendeecees and how he acts. A lot of men... And obviously his mom, he talked about her abandonment issues, have left him and have never said another word to this man. Because he said the boyfriend left. He tells Scrappy later on that he met his, his father dad. once and then never Yeah, said, that was wow. That was a wow story. So he tells the producer, listen, I can't shoot this scene because she can't bear I the guilt. every part of it. It just seems so real. Yes. I've, and I was like, we need more of this. Like, give me... And you know why it probably works though? Because we spent seasons not but knowing like the superficial side of them. And so then you get an episode with so so much substance into a person's life and you like, yo, you really been through some stuff. But this is why it bothers me that we got the baby mama storyline. If we if you establish this, and I and I get it, maybe when they when they when they these because Yandy was on first before we got to see Mendeecees. Yes. But when Mendeecees and Judy come on, maybe they're not ready to show us this. But when you get this full picture, you kind of understand why Judy feels the way she does. Because she is dealing with a lot of resentment. Yes. Right? So if you feel like, I probably wasn't the best mother and he hates me. And he probably tells Yandy about how I raised him. And Yandy's like, I would never, like, I'm a way better yeah, than mother. And yeah. that's why she hates Yandy. Like, she's projecting all this. And I was like, y'all really do need to get these things out. He is up sitting down. He says, I don't hate you. Uh, um, she is a survivor and she is strong and he gets his strength from her. I think he says in, in his talking head. So then we stop and we go. Uh, Yandy tells Erica that Mendeecees is always reserved and quiet. And when Judy, you know, interrupted him, she invalidated his feelings. Erica mom tried to tell her her worst childhood memory and Erica was like no it was when I was eating butter and sugar and luckily her and her mom was able to have that conversation Judy isn't ready for that yet Yandy feels once Mendeecees and his mom had that conversation though their relation her and Mendeecees Judy sorry Yandy and Mendeecees relationship will be better because it will help Mendeecees trust issues He's very overprotective with the children. And Erica says, I'm the same way because of how I was raised. I didn't want to leave room for anything to happen to Imani. And she goes on to say, childhood memories can haunt you for a lifetime. Uh They can. That was a good saying, too. It was really good. I mean, DC fears he will be alone. And Yandy struggles unpacking all of this with Judy picking at her. Yandy's in tears. Erica says she has to have a conversation with Judy and be supportive and get everything off your chest. That's got to be a struggle, not getting along so much with like your mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. I would hate to be in a situation like that. Yeah. She, she Yanny's like, I only deal with this woman because of her son and that's it. And Erica's like, you got to change your attitude. And they do. I don't, it sucks because Yandy, and, and when you tell somebody like, yo, you got to be the bigger person. Sometimes, most, sometimes y'all are around the same age. You like, all right, bet. But when you telling you got to be the biggest person with a person who's got 20 years is your senior, you be like, why I got to be the bigger person? Why she can't be the big? <laughs> she grown as hell. She should know better. Right. Yo, Jock's still working on vacation. Right, salute. He's got an obligation. Hey, got to do what he got to do. Uh, Carly explains in her accent that she is going to be celebrating 
Trinidad and Juve marks the first day of carnival. And she's explaining this to Jasmine and they dance. I don't know why we, we could have got that scene later, but you know, workout trick works out with April. And by workout means he watches April like a creep, all creep vibes. The way his body's set up though, he just can't work out like that. He's an athlete. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? I was like, how he, I got, I got, I stretch. I warm up. I ain't do none of that. Yeah. This man said, I need tequila. And he's not sexist. He's yeah. He need Patron. He's not sexist. He is high natured. He loves sexy. His ideal workout is 10 jumping jacks, 10 push-ups, watch April. April. 10 jumping jacks, 10 push-ups, watch April. Watch it, April. And then, as he's out there, guys, he criticizes April. Like, you ain't training material. I'm only here because you look good. So she's like, you don't even value women. He said, you don't value yourself. And April fell right for the bait. The fact that she got into, like, arguing with a man that she ain't messing with, I'm like, listen, you ain't setting tricks straight. I got a degree. <laughs> I work. I take care of my kids. All men do is provide, and half the time, you can't even do that. He ain't feeling none of that. He was like, look, man, all I want is body, face, and brain, and no attitude. That's it. <laughs> How you want me to have brains, but, <laughs> but I'm not no allowed attitude to. to speak my mind? Like, how'd that work? So she's dealt with these type of men before, and she is done. Workout is over. Y'all gonna have to wait for uh the trick to unveil that summer body. It's gonna be a little bit of while. It's not happening. Oh, Mendeecees and Scrappy. I was like, who was in this scene? Mendeecees apologizes for messing up. He didn't want to mess up the vibes last night. And Scrappy says, you were going somewhere and I really wanted you to finish that story. So Mendeecees brings up being six and transporting drugs. And one day on the corner, he saw his aunt and she introduced him to his biological father. He was like, Okay, this dude walked off, never saw him again. He never said, seen him again. Like, he better, sorry, he better be dead. That's, yeah, I was like, how does that work? Like, how do I never, like, what, you never asked that aunt, the one who introduced you? Hey. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> that was the that was the question. He says, this kid would never go through that. And Scrappy talks about growing up in the trap house. And again, Scrappy has a story that we don't really get into, like that. I, is this the first time that they brought up Mama D being a pimp? I know I learned it from doing like news and rumors. I they told us that in the beginning. They, yeah, they might have. Saw his mom pimp women out the house, slept in the be- same bed with his mom because the ladies would use his room to turn tricks. And he felt, you know, he's like, listen, my mom did what she had to do to take care of us. He looks up to Mendeecees, calls him a father figure. He brings up the conversation with Erica and how it's a big relief. And after all that, Mendeecee's like, listen, man, I'm just ready to have fun with my wife. Like, this is this is stressful. And he's going to have a little too much fun. And Judy is not a fan. This was such a good episode. This was. This was. I'm appreciating This was such it. a good episode. I really enjoyed this. And next week, like, it's turning up. Oh, man. We're going to get to it. We're going to give you all of this sentiment here. And it get real ratchet next week. Because, excuse me, say what? Yeah. I, I had to. So, um. I don't know how I finished before Sarah. So I watched it and then I went upstairs and be like, Sarah, did you? And she was behind. And I was like, I got to wait. It. Yeah. I said, like, I got to wait. And then I saw it and then we'll, we'll get into it. So Juve, uh, it's a Caribbean festival. They got to throw, they're going to throw paint and water. It's an expression of being free. Make sure you wear clothes. You know, you that's going to get messed up. And I promise none of them, they, they look like they have fresh clothes, but it probably was given to them by the producers. <laughs> um, Ray wasn't ready. He got. He was on the ground. He got hit all over. 
we got Ray says it even seemed like he want to be there. He's nah. he's barely been participating in anything. Ray has been doing <laughs> the bare minimum the whole yeah. trip. We got a limbo contest. Scrappy acknowledges that this moment is amazing. Having these three women in his life having a good time. How low can you go? Yeah, I wanted to really see. Like that on I'm not even a creep, so I was like, yo, cause uh, to me, I was like, I'm not going I am not good in the limbo contest. I don't think I'm that flexible. But I was they we only got to see when it was really high up. I was like, well, hey, can anybody really do this? Yeah. Um Mendeecees asked Yandy about Judy, and Yandy's been practicing social distance when it comes to Judy. She said, look, she come here, I go there. Yeah. She's gonna move around. And I don't we, have time for this today. And we got an example. Judy goes over to kiss her son. She, she like, shimmied her way on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you better skedaddle. Yeah. Carly tells the crowd she wanted to celebrate Trinidad and gives us a little history lesson, gives them a history lesson, not really the uh, audience. French have made um, the people them slaves, the black people slaves, and they will put on masks and mock their masters because we're not slaves. Judy is from Guyana. Yeah, Guyana, because Ghana is in America, I mean, in Africa, South America. They had no TVs and they will walk around barefooted, but this was some of the best times of her life. And Mendeecee says, Liz, I'm going to need a cup in the middle of this beach. And Yandy said, Judy said, what? You're teaching him how to be disrespectful to his mom. And Yandy's like, wait, what? I'm teaching him? Yeah, you teaching him. I am confusion. And Yandy is pissed. She is done trying to please her. And that's where we end the episode. I was like, what? Yo, this could have been two hours because this this really flowed nicely. It flowed really good. It did. Next time on Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion, we get Jenga, Uno, Mendeecee Talks to I got to get the big versions of all these games. Is there a big Uno? Yeah, the big cards. Yeah, oh, it is. Snap. And there's a big ass Connect Four. I yeah, want to yeah, get I all the big one. versions of these games. Mendeecee talks to Judy. Seems like they're going to have some things out. Scrappy and Bambi confront their issues. And then there's a loud argument in Fizz's room. And it looks as if Fizz probably said, oh, I don't want to do this. All right. April attacks Fizz as he walks off. Because I was going to say maybe he said something, but that still wouldn't be an excuse. So I, and I don't know what he said. But it ends up with security coming in, April crying and saying she is tired of keeping his secrets. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think it could be? I have no idea, but man, she got to stay away from the boy bands. This is, this, this is you over too. And, and that, <laughs> not just over too, like, yo, it didn't work out. It's like they are draining you. Yeah. Like you are stressed. Like, it's not like, oh, we had a few times where we realized we grew apart. It's like, the emotional investment she is putting into these relationships. Yes. She's not getting her return. It's not paying off. It's not paying off. I, you, I feel bad for April. I do too. Yeah. I, I, because I feel, but you know what I'll say? I feel like that was a rebound. Like it probably wasn't a good one anyway. Like the next dude who made you feel an ounce of good, you was just going to be like, Oh my God, thank you. He said he was there for me when I was down. That's the person you normally latch on to. Yeah. You have a harder time getting out of that. All right, man. That is the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. At Sexy Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappity Chat at IMIS with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website, 1515F. Check out the podcast. Rate, review, rate, subscribe. subscribe. Support on Patreon. Until next time, I say Ooh. peace. She says, Bye.